Welcome back to This Week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on wyomingathletics.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. Once again, we are joined by Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director uh, Jeff King. Jeff, good to see you once again. Good to talk to you once again. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about here uh, on the show this week, and uh, let's get right into it. and Let's jump right back onto the diamond where we started uh, a week ago. And uh, interesting start for your uh, for your baseball team thus far. Seem to really enjoy conference play right now, 3-0. With uh, uh, two wins over uh, Reading, and then most notably this past Monday, a, a nice win over a good Madeira team uh, to get that going there. Three nothing. You know, we talked last week about the no hitter Brennan Pagan threw against Made- against uh, uh, and that one a week ago. Now Madeira, you come out and team tosses a two hit shutout. So we talked last week about the bats going, and now the pitching staff starting to roll uh, here as well, at least in conference play. And it's interesting because we look at conference play. Very, very good as far as that goes. Non-conference play has been a little tougher, uh, needless to say, as far as your uh, the pitching staffs go. You know, we talked about last week the, the 12-7 loss to Fairfield, and then this past Saturday, taking on a very good Bishop Watterson team, and they really took it to you uh, 16-6 to in that one. So we're getting good results from the pitching staff in league play, but then this is now the second straight time out of the league that they've been roughed up a little bit. Any kind of concern with that going into the the really the meat of league play and for fans that don't know this is a very good CHL league in baseball. Yeah, I mean we we feel really good where we're at in those non-conference games. I mean we talked about it last week. Um it's kind of been a theme actually really throughout the whole year with with different sports. We like really tough non-conference opponents. And mm-hmm. um you know, we play Fairfield and we play a really tough Bishop Watterson team. It's it's good for us to get those games. Um, it, it, you know, throughout the season, because once we get to the tournament, we're going to see really, really tough competition. But as you mentioned, I think it's actually helping us elevate our play against also very tough competition in the CHL. So um, we feel good where we're at. Uh, it's, it's just something that we got to keep league play rolling, but it'll be really nice when we can start rattling off some non-conference wins too. Over on the uh, softball side here, they are seeming to enjoy playing anybody conference or non-conference and uh, the reason why I say that is that they've now won six in a row they've scored 83 runs during this win streak and even just the last five games 10 runs against Reading 13 against Mount Healthy a second game against Reading you have to win 17 to 14 that's more points than your football team allows but you know that happens sometimes on the diamond there you put up 22 against Mar- Marymont and then 13 against Madeira uh, yesterday here and you're, you're going to get uh, Madeira again coming up and then Deer Park and Deer Park is usually a very very good program they easily beat Indian Hill twice already by a scoring margin of 48 to 6 in those two games so they're they can put up runs your team can put up runs as well and looking ahead to this Deer Park series if you will a little bit later on the week and I know the team's not going to look past Madeira but we can look past it here for just a moment here uh, on the podcast how much stock are the coaches putting into seeing what Deer Park did offensively against Indian Hill, knowing that Indian Hill has struggled, and also the kind of challenge that's going to pose to your pitching staff, who has been pitching outside of that one Reading game very, very well all year? Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's something where 
we're putting a ton of stock into it because, like you said, obviously we're not going to look past Madeira, but, you know, I know we like to talk about the big games coming up as well with Deer Park, and it is a really big game. So I, I just think that we play Madeira, um, we got to get past them, play really tough, and then take that going into Deer Park. And like you said, we're really excited about where we're at as a team so far this season on the mound, but then also batting. Like for, I mean, Margaret Brink had a five for five game uh, last week, which is something when that happens in the, in, in the big leagues, that, that, uh, that player is featured on sports center, you know? So mm-hmm. that was something that was really, really impressive. We like where we're at batting wise and, um, and pitching wise. And one thing, like you mentioned with that game, you know, beating Reading 17 to 14, we had to come back and overcome all of those runs. So showed a little bit of grit there, which we really like going into playing a team like Madeira and then obviously a very tough Deer Park. Having that grittiness, having that toughness, that's going to be something that's really, really powerful and really strong for us that we got to keep that going, going into that game. Just to give some fans a little context right now, I know it's early in the season, but Deer Park has three batters hitting at 857 or higher. 857, 889, and a freshman, Gina Wilson, is hitting 900 to start the year. So on the other side, for your for your pitching staff, Natalie Barth, Isabella Cox, both sophomores. Natalie has an earn run average of zero to start the year. And then Isabella Cox has an ERA of 131 to, to start the year as well. Really impressive for, for a couple of sophomores. It makes it all the much more interesting to see how this matches up with Deer Park's offense, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really good for that young town, but then we also have Naomi Evans, who we feel really comfortable with on the mound also. So, um, you know, it's, it's a group of pitchers that we have, like you just mentioned, those three big hitters that Deer Park has. That's a really nice challenge, but hey, we're going to be up for it. We look forward to seeing what we can do against them. Let's move on to uh, girls lacrosse here, and uh, they have been rolling thus far to start the season, to uh, to say the least. Here, haven't even gotten into league play yet, and we're s- sitting right here now at six and zero to start the year. They'll look to make it seven and zero against Springboro coming up before you know, a, a nice one week breather, which is rare to see in the spring sports season uh, right now. But they're going to get a little time off after Springboro as they try to go to uh, to seven and zero. Uh, how are they looking to keep the ball rolling here, not only against Springboro, but uh, to take to carry that momentum that they've built into this little bit of a break? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're feeling a lot of confidence right now. Um, Coach Crawford feels really good. We're getting a lot of really strong, strong play. I mean, Sophia Dick had an uh, amazing week last week and, um, you know, up for Max Prex uh, Athlete of the Week as well. So we're really excited about where we're at as a team moving forward. And I think a really good stretch was we had three straight nights of games and one Friday night game going straight into a Saturday early morning game so we could get prom in on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but, but hey, you know what? They showed up, they, they adjusted and they played. We had JV at 8.30 and varsity at 10 a.m., which you don't see a lot on an early you know Saturday morning during spring sports. And like I said, they adjusted, coaches adjusted, players adjusted. Um, and we came out with a win. So we feel really good going into a really tough game against Springboro tonight. But as you mentioned, too, we also know that we get a nice little break here after this game. So I think it's definitely well-earned for that team. When's the last time you got up that early on a Saturday morning to compete? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I like to be up early and compete when it, every every day I can. But, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll have training early on Saturday morning. So that's good. But I haven't played an actual game that early on a Saturday in a long time. <laughs> Impressive that they're able to do, as you said, with such a quick turnaround after, after a Friday night. And you mentioned uh, Sophia Dick and what she's doing here. Just for some context, two years ago, her sophomore year, she played 19 games, had 23 goals that year. 
pretty good, averaging more than one goal a game. Six games into the season, she has 20. Yep. Talk to us about her her, her growth and the way she's been able to improve herself, even in a year last year where she didn't have a, a lacrosse season here at Wyoming. I mean, I'm telling you, she just works so hard. Uh, she's such a great leader. And she loves to be a leader of that team um, and the rest of the girls around her. She's getting such great complimentary play. I mean, really from, from the whole team, from the coaching staff, um, doing the right things, to getting prepared for games. They're watching film. They're, they're, they're in the weight room. Um, and just getting, you know, the right preparedness for practices, knowing that we have a pretty tough schedule um, coming up. Like I said, really, really tough Springboro team. So it's just something where, hey, it's next game up, you know, one game at a time, and they're doing a really good job going through. Do you get the sense that she feels this is her team? I mean, I know that she thinks, hey, she's one of the top leaders, you know, but both her and her sister are both captains of the team. And then, you know, we have some other great seniors with Meredith Bornhold, Megan Lyons. But then you go down, you know, we talked about it, you know, with with Ainsley and goal as, as a true freshman. So it's mm-hmm. it's really uh, it's really impressive kind of the spectrum of all the different players. But that senior leadership is definitely really big, especially with no season last year. They yeah. know, hey, look. Everyone else, you know, it has an unfinished business just like us, and we're trying to finish that and have, you know, really great showing throughout this season. You touched on Meredith Bornholt right there, and we talked a lot about her during the uh, during the girls' basketball season and how she was re- really a lot of times having to carry the load offensively uh, there on the basketball court and, and also how physical she could be down on the block there. Uh, does she bring that similar style of physicality onto the lacrosse field? Yeah, she's just a tough student athlete. You know, she's a ton of fun to watch whatever sport she's playing. Um, she, she has a grittiness about her that that's definitely something that shows that she's a leader in every sport that she does. She's a great student athlete. And, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're so excited to have her. Once again, it's another student athlete that continues to raise the bar for, for those, those to come. So um, it's something that we're really proud to have her on, on the team. Are you glad she's on your side carrying, wearing a, the face shield and the stick? Always, always. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'd want to stand across from her no matter where nope. she's at uh, on, on the field there. Let's move on to the other side of things. Let's talk about the boys. And uh, for all the, the good vibes the girls ha- have, have built up to start the year, it's been really the exact opposite for the boys here. It's been a tough go. You know, we, we talked uh, last week about the, the really nice season opening win over Taylor, 14 to 2. And really, the bottom has fallen out uh, since that point. Uh, you know, five straight losses, haven't scored more than four goals in any of them, and have given up double digits uh, each time out here. How is the demeanor within the team right now, especially coming off this past week since we last talked, where they lost all three matches and were outscored 40 to seven? That's a rough week to go through. It was a rough week, but, you know, um, after the game last night, we, we still didn't see any heads hanging. It, it was something where, hey, look, we know we're in a really tough stretch right now, but we got to start coming together, um, finding out what we can get better at and start compiling some wins. And, and they know that coach Gordon knows that um, we got a team that's a little bit banged up. We're kind of low on numbers. So those guys are really fighting. So it's something to be proud of to watch them. They're never quitting in a game. They're always trying to go on offense and, and, and you know, defend the goal and they play hard until the very final whistle. So it's something we're proud of, proud of for them to, continue to build. We know they're going to get better. They've got some things to work on and it's something where, Hey, look, we, we got to keep practicing and we got a tough schedule. We're playing some pretty yeah. tough schools. So it's, it's something that uh, we have a season to build on still. 
Seven Hills CHCA coming up uh, this week. I, I got a chance to see CHCA myself a, a couple of weeks back. Pretty solid squad there. They 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 certainly have some firepower there yep. uh, that can put the ball in the net. And Seven Hills, uh, very, very talented as well. I'm wondering, and we t- kind of touched on this last week, this is a very veteran-laden squad here. So, you know, not as much in the way of, you know, since rebuilding, if you will, with a lot of freshmen and a lot of sophomores being pressed into action, maybe before they're a little bit ready. You kind of touched on there that the, there's nobody hanging their head. They're continuing to push on here. Do you is there any sense at all, given the fact that you have such a loaded schedule coming up and a lot of it's going to be on the road that there may eventually become the risk of sort of a breaking point, if you will? Have you gotten any indication from that, seeing it yourself or talking to the coaches? You know, I haven't. Like like I said, it's it, I, I think with this tough stretch that we really had, hey, look, we got to continue to have thick skin and we, we got to continue to just press forward and keep our heads yeah. up. Um, and that's something where that group of guys, um, you, you know, especially with some of those older guys, some of that leadership, I don't expect them to reach a breaking point. And, and we certainly we're, hey, we're, we're proud of proud of certainly proud of the effort that they're putting on the field. They just got to start coming together a little bit as a team and finding out where the holes are, where the weaknesses are and continue to work at it. Let's switch gears and talk about uh, tennis. Right now, they're starting to begin league play uh, coming up here this week, uh, Marymont. It was off to a very, very good start on the season. They are looking very strong. You know, Indian Hill, you're going to see them down the road. We talked about Indian Hill uh, last week in, in more detail, and we'll talk about them when when that showdown comes a few weeks uh, down the road here. But you've got that coming up. Coming off a, a tough 3-2 loss to uh, Summit on a Monday, you've got the St. X invite coming up, Seven Hills as well. I'm wondering, coming off of the Summit loss and then looking ahead to some of the non-conference action, uh, how important these two game, these two matches are against Marymont and Madeira, because of you know with Indian Hill and and also the success you've been able to have against Marymont and Madeira over the last a handful of years. How big are these to get these into the win column going forward? I think these are really big. You know, not only being league play, but just to continue to get in the win column. It was a tough loss against Summit, um, but we like how we're playing. You know, uh, Coach Tanner likes some of you know the way he mentioned Thompson Blades coming on. He's play, he's playing strong. He's putting up a good season so far, and we just need guys to start. You know, um, coming off of that and, and showing some leadership and, and playing as a team, and really get these two wins in league play. We, we got the hill that we talked about with Indian Hill coming up, you know, in the season. We know it's going to be a real, really tough challenge, but, hey, we're up for yeah. it, and I think we're going to keep getting better. Let's move on, and let's talk about uh, track and field and uh, the busy week they had, of course, Madeira, and then the Coaches Classic over the weekend. Mother Nature wasn't the biggest ally uh, to, to, to anybody out there. You know, a lot of the field events actually had to be called off because of it. Uh, but still some of the running was able to uh, get in as well. Finished second uh, at the Madeira invite there. So good showings uh, all the way around this week. Uh, a little bit different, though, with the Coaches Classic. Um, I, before we started recording this, you were kind of laying it out for me what what would the situation was uh, at the Coaches Classic. Can you just kind of go over that with me once again? Because I'm sure some fans will look at that and say the Coaches Classic and, and expect to see a lot of names near the top. But that doesn't necessarily pan out that way. There's a pretty unique reason why. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we uh, we expected to be uh, have a really great showing, but we actually had a, a new date that came came aboard for prom this year. And uh, <laughs> hey, hey, look, we didn't get a chance to have a prom last season. Yeah. Um, 
that, that's a that's a big day for these kids and it's something that they should all be able to partake in. Um, I think which is which is really great that they were able to get there. So um, I, I expect moving forward. Um, you know, I would look at some of those teams and I think they're probably thinking we probably got away with some wins here th- this weekend it, with with a lot of our um, our absentees there. But that that's OK. We're going to move forward. We got a tough relay match here tonight uh, against at Indian Hill. So it, it's something where it's full steam ahead. That's for sure. And we have a lot of good talent to be to be excited about. As you said there, with prom being able to be had this past weekend, so you didn't really have you know, a lot of juniors and seniors wanted to partake in that. And you said, like you said, they should be able to partake in it since they weren't able to do it uh, last year. Was there any kind of pushback from the coaching staff with that, or were they more than happy to say, you know, you didn't get this opportunity a year ago, go enjoy a night off? They understood. You know, it, it, like I said, it, it's a big day, big night for these kids, and they all deserve to have have some fun, especially over the past year that we've we've had. They know that moving forward, look, we're still a really strong team and we're going to be competing really tough. And I think it's going to be exciting to see what we can do with the Indian Hill Relays today and um, throughout the rest of the season. If you look at the CHL website, you know, there's a lot of Wyoming names up at the top there that, that we're pretty excited about. The Indian Hill Relays today, we talked about it in the fall. We talked about it in the winter. It always seems to come down at some point in the league for some kind of league title Indian Hill or Wyoming, they're like magnets. You, you can't pull them apart, and if you do, they're coming right back together here. So uh, we, we talked about it a lot, especially with football uh, back in the fall. I'm wondering how that is on in, in track and field here. How big of a rivalry is this here? Because track and field is a sport that we – you know, doesn't always get the limelight, uh, so to speak, that other sports get, such as football, basketball, what have you. How unique of a rivalry is this on track and field? I think it's a unique rivalry for every sport that we have. You know, every time that we get a chance to compete against Indian Hill, we're excited about it. Um, but it, that goes for there's a lot of other really good schools at this at this relay um, event here today. Some big schools too. So we know that we're going to get a, get a chance to compete against you know a big rival in Indian Hill, but also some other good league teams and then some really big D one schools that. We're looking to put some names up on the map, get some good uh, re- results in the papers tomorrow morning, you know, against some of these big schools. And it's going to always be a rivalry. Um, we're going to always compete to the hardest that we can. That's for that's for sure. But uh, we're excited to compete against everybody here this afternoon. That's- I respect you for dating yourself a little bit there by saying you're hoping to see some names in the papers uh, <laughs> tomorrow. I, I, I can certainly uh, appreciate that there. So that, that's good. It makes it makes me feel a lot, a lot better. It makes me don't feel significantly older than you, hey, even, that, though, I, even though I already that's am. Where, that's where we looked when I was competing back back uh, the day after the meet. So hopefully that's still hopefully that's still a thing. It was always <laughs> an exciting see, thing to see names in the paper the next day. <laughs> see if we can find a picture and post it on social media or something here. Uh, lastly, before I let you go, we're we're hitting our stride now as far as the spring sports season goes. Some sports are further along. Uh, than others uh, at this juncture here in mid-April. And we're also starting to see the ability continue to have spectators and fans at these events, parents, family members, just the Wyoming community, if you will, people like yourself, Jan Wilking, just anybody that can get out there, is able to get out there and allowed to, is is coming out now to show the support uh, to these kids. I'm wondering what that's been like to see from your perspective to feel some sense of normalcy? And secondly, how are the kids taking to that, given the fact that these spring athletes didn't have a season a year ago? 
It's been so exciting to see. Um, it, it's like a breath of fresh air a little bit to be able to see some more fans in the stands um, and, and really just being able to compete at, in these spring sports, see them, see the kids compete because they didn't get a chance to last year. And th there's a lot of different things that now are, that, that are happening where we're starting to feel like, all right, are, are, are we coming to the end of this thing where now it's starting to get a little bit normal? And, and um, we don't want to obviously forget about everything else that's going on. It's still very much of a factor. Um, but it's definitely, it's really, really positive, really exciting to see that. And the community has been excellent embracing everything that we've needed to do. How has the adjustment been for you as it's gone on here? Are you able to sit back and be a little bit more of a fan right now? I know you always got to have the administrator hat on when you're at these events, making sure people are abiding by protocols and what have you. Are you able to at least take it in a little bit more as a fan as we've gone on here in the spring? You know what? I, I, I've tried to really all season, um, e even when we had to worry about the different protocols. It's lightened up a little bit, which is, has been nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's something where – Hey, look, all year, as long as we're competing, I'm going to be a fan. Um, and it's it's uh, it's something that's really, really fun to watch. And uh, it's been a, certainly a lot of fun to talk about here uh, on the podcast series last couple of weeks. Still a lot more to cover as, as the season goes along. We're going well into May to talk about these uh, spring sports athletes because they deserve it, given the fact they didn't have a season a year ago. But uh, right now we are out of time for this week's episode, Jeff. Certainly appreciate your time here today. And we'll look forward to more exciting stuff coming a week from now. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. A lot of fun. That is Jeff King, the assistant athletic director at Wyoming High School, joining us for this week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on wyomingathletics.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.